Hey, Pete. Hey, what's up, man? It's New Year's Eve. We're almost there. We're almost there. Yep. Big plans tonight? Uh, you know what? No. No gigs tonight. How about you? Let's get together and talk about jazz. How about that? <laughs> I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Podcast. Version 3, B3, Season 3, Daily Jazz Advice coming at you. Season 3, 2019 is around the corner and we are kind of ready. <laughs> well, we're actually kind of jumping the gun. We're starting Season 3 a day. We're so ahead of the game. We are like literally hours from 2019, but we're already on Season 3. All these other jazz podcasts, they got nothing on us. No, they tomorrow nothing. they're going to be starting their Season 3. <laughs> we're starting it. Season 3 today. Well, and today we're, we're starting Season 3, but we're wrapping up 2018 with yeah. our seven favorite jazz albums that were released in in 2018. And yep. we're starting here with number one. What is this? This is the Bad Plus Never Stop 2 because right. they still aren't stopping, you know. And this is like a cool album. I love this album. I mean, this is like, you know, our friends, friends of the podcast, friends of Open Studio. Definitely, yeah. Um, with the brand new band, um, which, uh, you know, is 133% different than the OG band. You know what's funny about this album and about, um, you know, we saw them live uh, the whole week they were here in St. Louis. And first gigs with Orrin Evans. First, very first gigs. just a little less than a year ago. It's so different, but it still sounds like the Bad Plus. Like, yeah. it's definitely different. Orrin adds, you know, a whole different thing. Um, you know, uh, Ethan Iverson's awesome, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it's just uh, that that one, obviously, the one one person in a trio can, uh, can make that that big of a change but um it still feels like the bad plus it does it does there's like an institutional vibe and institutional knowledge beyond any of them which i think is such a cool thing what they've created i'm i'm so uh you know proud of them and and just uh i just love listening to the record you know i mean i think all these that we came up with are ones that we you know either of us if not both of us just had a lot of enjoyment they're not necessarily um always the critics choice although a lot of these are on some of the you know new york times and what was that paste magazine or whatever top whoever the hell they are yeah. top top jazz albums of the year but these are like ones that we listened to a lot and just enjoyed this year that also came out this year yeah um there's there's so much good music that happened this year and um i'm glad to see the bad plus still making music after all these years and still making relevant really good music yeah and what i love about this album is it you know as as you say it's still it, it sounds like the band but it definitely also sounds like they were able to achieve on this record um starting a new chapter obviously with Orrin Evans coming in to fill the piano chair um so there's there's a sort of uh, uh I almost would say innocence was captured in the way this was recorded because they weren't like a regular working band like they are now they yeah. actually went in the studio pretty fresh they all knew each other and played a little bit but they didn't have I don't think they had any gigs under their belt when no, they recorded this. they did not and we saw them after this on their first gig yeah so they were already a little more seasoned as a trio but they're all such seasoned musicians individual individually uh, that it really came across. But there's a little bit of almost like holding back on this, which I think is great because you're never going to get that again. It's only going to get better, of course, from here. Not better. It's going to get different. But I think you'll never have that kind of initial studio moment that they captured and a wonderful document. Yeah, it's awesome. Yep. Well, my first pick for uh, favorite albums of 2018 is trumpeter Ambrose Akinusire. Um This is Origami Harvest. Let's have a little bit of a listen. Yep. Thank you. 
beautiful. Yeah, I, I, this is a, a nice long listen of a record. We could listen to all 13 minutes of this opening track. Not if we don't want to be sued again. Called the Blooming um, Bloodfruit in a Hoodie. <laughs> I'm not sure who's on piano on this actually I should do some more research I've just been playing this whole album on repeat um, you know I'm so enamored with with the arranging on here and and the use of the strings yeah I mean, you and I both write a lot for strings yeah. and have incorporated it into our own music quite a bit yeah and I think this is one of the best um, the one of the best uh, uh, collaborations mixes of a string quartet and actual like jazz instruments that I've ever heard the writing is incredibly sophisticated the arranging is sophisticated I like that it sounds like it was you know um, recorded in a, in a bedroom almost yeah. like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it feels very close yeah and uh, the whole album is just so brilliant I think that you know whenever we talk about favorite albums and tracks and uh, you and I both there you know th there's a common theme obviously great music great writing all these things but great sound is important to both of us I mean it really makes an impact on and, and I, would, I would just say I think everything that we have on this list um, big tip of the cap to the engineers and the production because uh, it's such an important part still I mean I think even more so nowadays in our time of, of everything kind of being all over the place but I got to check this. I, I'm ashamed to say I haven't listened to this record. And I seeing it on all these lists. I know it's a it's a hugely impactful record of this year, and so I'm excited to dig into it's it. It's awesome, man. It's it's part of the whole you know this new wave of music that's happening, and um, it's one of the best examples I think. Here's a little more. But I still lead like a one-eyed king up in the land of the blind, bro. I got my man on the line. He got one last job for a player. The sun blast. And you know what? We could talk about this a little bit, but this is this is you know this kind of the new thing right now. And and there's not just like you know a burning track and a ballad or whatever. I mean, it's a very specific artistic statement in a way yep. that I think only someone of his generation can do. And it's, uh, it's yeah, a lot of extended tracks, extended you know double CDs, double LPs, a lot like of that really kind of stretching stuff. out. Yeah, I and, love it. And the incorporation of of hip-hop and electronic music just not not even if it's electronic uh, or even if it is straight hip-hop but just like the ideas behind them right are incorporated conceptual yeah the yep. concepts really Absolutely. really cool stuff all right cool what do we got for number three okay number three we're gonna go um i was gonna say old school but but keith jarrett he's always relevant you know even when you forget about him for a quick minute he comes Bro. out with something and uh they release i mean this was recorded like 10 or 15 years ago um, but his ECM recording that was just released this year, La Fenice. Let's check it out.
Yeah, so this is interesting. Wait, which track is this? This is the first track. Yeah. So this is his classic composition, part one, (laughs) which is always different. What the hell is going on in this guy's head that he can do all that? That Well, he actually has two minions uh, playing the piano along with him, just so it's six hands going on. That's incredible, man. That is incredible. Yeah. No, the uh, control and the, I mean, look, playing a few seconds here, we can barely do it justice, but it gives you a sampling of, of just, you know, what he did and how they captured it. You know, La Fenice is a beautiful opera house, famous, iconic uh, space in Venice, of course. I couldn't imagine what it'd be like in that magical little island city that's, that's sinking into the, <laughs> into the Adriatic or whatever that yeah, is. Yeah. Um, in that, you know, centuries old venue where yeah. all this great opera had been to hear him at, a, at what I'm sure was a, to very exacting standards of a Steinway that was rejected seven times before <laughs> he approved. But I mean, you know, what he can do, I've heard him before do solo piano. This is, most of the record of, of the concert was improvisation, although he does get into a little bit of standards. I think he does Stella by Starlight at the end. But it's that free improvisation, just piano tour de force, Keith Jarrett go, gone wild, you know, running around lifting his shirt up and everything, and only uh, only as he can, and it's just amazing. I don't think that's what he does, but no, yeah. I was there, gone wild, you Man, know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, shame on me. I have not checked that out, but just from listening to those first few seconds, I am gonna go on a deep dive of that. That is incredible yeah wow this is one like you know you go into your piano man cave or woman cave lock your family out and just you know vibe <laughs> this is definitely one that to to annoy the spouse exactly <laughs> if they're yeah, not yeah, into yeah. jazz yeah. yeah all right so i'm gonna go for my uh for my next one number four here this is uh our buddy st louis's own and uh now kansas city resident peter schlam vibraphonist and this is an album called electric tinks he mm. has this um old electric vibraphone that he plays and Peter's like man since he was a teenager he's always been one of the most creative forces of nature Mm. um you know I don't think I've ever heard him play a a wrong anything and uh this is the opening track this is Skylar's View Those are vibes. Those are electric vibes. Wow. Like he gets that sort of distorted sound. And That's not triggering anything. No, it's like wow. a distorted, uh, you know, crushed amp sound. It's your little, little blowing. So good, man. The language he's acquired over the years is truly humbling yeah <laughs> he's man. got his own thing big time but check it out it's called uh, electric tinks from peter schlam yeah and you can go to um you you, you know we're all about supporting indie artists here go to peter that's p-e-t-e-r-s-c-h-l-a-m-b.com and pick up that bad boy dang right yeah all right what do we got next uh next we have um Oh, number five, we have Cecile Salvant's The Window. Oh, this great. is amazing yeah. record, a duo with uh, Sullivan Fortner. Yeah. 
who I think is just, you know, one of the best pianists out there, certainly one of the, one of the, no, I was going to say of the young pianists, but he's just one of the best pianists playing jazz. Talk right about now. an original voice. Sullivan Fortner, they, they both yeah. have an original voice, but as a pianist, it's really impressive. Let's check it out. This is the first track. This is Visions. Yeah, I mean, this is... What else do you need? Yeah, yeah. You know? And and I mean, on, I mean the, the piano playing, Cecile's voice, the recording, amazing. And I love, you know, this is, of course, a Stevie Wonder classic from Inner Visions that, that uh, is such an amazing lyric. What they've done kind of deconstructing. I, I'm always a little reticent to say that, but that kind of is what they're doing. But in such an... Um, an authentic way to their voices yep. as a duo, yep. really. Um, but I love, I, I think that Stevie Wonder has one of the deepest catalogs for vocalists. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's easy to kind of do a cover of a tune. I mean, it's not easy, but you can do a Stevie cover and kind of do it just like he did it. And you can be compared to Stevie. And it's still going to be good because it's, it's such a, you know, deep catalog. But when you can change it and really bring it to your voice, have the confidence to bring it to your voice for both of them and present it in this way. Wow. It's like, I mean, it's, it's really like it brings to mind some of the Ella Fitzgerald Dewar recordings. And I'm forgetting the piano. I think it was Ellis Larkins. Um, they did, you know, like Gershwin and these these wonderful songs, really high quality songs, and sort of made them their own and just laid them out there. And this, they're kind of playing around in that ter- territory in a, in, a, in a nice way. And the whole record is like that too. It's just start to finish. It's such yeah. high quality and uh, two great young artists at the yeah. top of their game. Sure. And it's funny because I think to them it's like. Oh, that's like some old school. I mean, actually, it is even to me. I mean, that's like early '70s, you know. But Inner Visions, that's one of the deepest. I mean, I mean, just deepest cut, um, kind of fertile ground. I think that's been both pulled out nicely, but more often sort of abused in the in the jazz world or or kind of uh, bastardized or whatever. Yeah. So it's great to hear them drawing on that rich material. It's awesome in such a cool way. Well, so speaking of another um, original voice uh, from a young pianist, one of my favorite records of this year is a solo piano record from a um, fantastic young pianist named Glenn Zaleski. And uh, he released it himself, and it's just start to finish such tasty and uh, original playing. Uh, let's check out the preview track. <laughs> So here's what's so cool about that too, about this track, is that he released um, the whole album as a free download on his website. So you can go to glenslesky.com 
and just download the album. And it's some of the best solo piano playing that I heard this year, um, for sure. Yeah, and as we were listening to that, I actually downloaded his album. So I'm Perfect. glad that you said that. I mean, yeah. that's such a such a, a cool thing. And we're talking about you know supporting indie artists and stuff. Yeah. Um, but if you want to get some good, for our pianist out here, if you want to get some good solo piano ideas, he's got a very original voice on the instrument. And, yeah, uh, some, absolutely. Some cool I can't stuff. wait to dig into this. Man, this podcast is just so personally useful for me. Thank you. Do you <laughs> Are we doing this for ourselves? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I am. <laughs> this is so entertaining yet self-serving. I still, I still can't believe you're here every day. It's great. <laughs> I know. All, right. All uh, right, so I think we're up to number seven. Number seven. Is it 2020 already? We're, we're almost there, man. The balloon's <laughs> about to drop, No, man. I mean the next year. We've been here. Oh, we've been oh. doing this episode for quite <laughs> oh, a sorry. while. I'm sorry. I'm so witty. I really <laughs> caught that one. Oh, is, are we stretching out a little bit? We're stretching out man, a little so bit. So how you been, bro? Everything cool? Oh, How was your gear? Can you recount? I this? turned forty yesterday. You know that, right? Oh man, congrats! Dang, I missed. So next year, the presents coming, right? <sighs> Some friend you are. Okay, number seven. We've got. Uh, let's trudge through this here. Yep. We've got the slacker Joshua Redman, who uh, with an all-star group, but a super interesting project that they did. Um, this was released this year. Still dreaming. Yeah. Uh, on the, I believe it's on None Such, but it's Brian Blade. Um, Ron Miles on trumpet, Brian Blade, of course, on drums, so cool. and Scott Colley on so bass. Cool. And this is a great record. I got to hear them live a couple times. Great concept. I think it's sort of loosely based upon, um, you, you know, the kind of instrumentation and vibe that Dewey Redman, and I'm trying to remember the name of the group, but kind of like late 70s, still, still, not still dreaming. That's the name of this. I'll come up with it in a second. Right. But let's check out let's a little Let's check it out. Yeah. I love, I love they're very confident with the lick there. I'm glad we're ending with, with somewhat of a swinger. <laughs> yeah, kind of <laughs> old new dreams. That's the record I was trying to remember. Oh, the yeah, group. Yeah. So Don Cherry, Dewey Redmond, uh Edmund, New Orleans, great drummer, Ed Blackwell, and Charlie Hayden. Very cool. To well, me, check, it's kind of coming out of that. Check uh, out this new one from Joshua Redmond. And uh Pete, happy new year, man. Yeah, man. Great 2018. Man, all the best to you, man. Let's let's uh, meet here tomorrow and do it again. We'll start it start it all up. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. <laughs>